This is episode 63 with Jesse Benson. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. love travel and maybe dream to live a life of earning a living doing all the things you love? Have you thought about taking that leap and living truer to yourself? I'm so grateful on my journey to meet people like Jesse Benson because their souls just shine through their actions as they're so fulfilled and present in their lives. Jesse is a traveling entrepreneur and creator of a few cool businesses such as Culturally Fit, which includes unique retreats all around the world, and Floyo, which we talk a lot about in this episode, and she explains that to us. She's also a Lululemon legend, a yoga teacher, a former rower, and an all-round, hands-down, beautifully connected soul. In this episode with Jesse, you will learn some personal and professional challenges around being a traveling entrepreneur, the transformational power of setting goals and visions, and that Jimmy Buffett is a badass stand-up paddleboarder and our vision of him doing burpees on a paddleboard, and you'll learn so much more. Jess is a prime example of someone living true to their values and continually striving to achieve her goals and visions. Now, these are all elements of what you learn in the Mental Strength Training online program. And if you're interested in enhancing these areas of your life, plus learning about yourself better than ever before, building your emotional intelligence realms and developing resilience in the key areas of your life, jump onto yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching and check out all the details there. My gorgeous fiance Marie and I have put this program together from our experiences in high performance sport, mental training studies and many other elements, proven elements to work. And today, instead of reading an iTunes review, I wanted to read a couple of quick comments from people who are in at the moment or have done this online program because Marie and I are super freaking proud of the results people are getting when they're investing their time and energy into it. Now, this first one is from Dylan, who at the time of this recording is only halfway through the program and is continually messaging me and engaging with me personally on all the improvements he's creating in his life, in his relationships, in his family. And he said he's happy for me to share this and said just the other day, I'm absolutely blown away with how much this program has helped with my anxiety and my mental well-being with the skills and knowledge I've learned. Since starting the program, my anxiety hasn't hindered my personal or work life at all. Boom! How good is that? Dylan is able to control a mental illness that has been wreaking havoc in his life for a long time. 
Talk about pride coming from my heart right now. John is a tradie coach and an entrepreneur, and he said, Robbo, I'm only two weeks in, and I've already got some golden nuggets that have helped me focus and to know my triggers and what makes me stressed and then how to deal with that. It's just amazing. Running a business can be quite stressful, and learning how to deal with it is quite amazing. Yeah, John. I'm stoked with this one because I know that John coaches a lot of tradesmen and business owners, so he'll be able to take these elements not only into his personal life, but into his business coaching as well. We even had a handwritten letter from a lovely woman in the first round thanking me, thanking us immensely for teaching her skills and habits that she's using to improve her personal and her professional life. And how's this one? One legend, she's even doing the program for the second time in a row because she got so much from the first round and said it changed her life and she knew it'll only be for the better if she did it again. So you can read more of the testimonials and find out more details or even reach out to me directly. Go on to yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching. And now let's hear from the genuine legend herself, Jessie Benson. So Jess, what is Flowyo? Flowyo is a brand of stand-up paddleboard fitness. So we started as a fitness class, a yoga and boot camp class taught on stand-up paddleboards. And then that sort of evolved into being more of a lifestyle brand where we offer workshops, retreats, classes, certifications. So there's a lot more to it than just being a yoga class on a paddleboard. How did that come about? (laughs) Yoga on a stand-up paddleboard? Yeah, so it's a long story, but I'll tell you the abbreviated version. I grew up doing crew, so I love being on the water. And I did crew in high school in Baltimore and then in college. And after my crew days were sort of finished, I was working a corporate job, decided to quit that job and go travel. I was traveling around Southeast Asia for a few months. That's where I saw paddleboarding for the very first time in the Gili Islands and hopped on the board and loved it right away, but then moved back to Baltimore. There was no stand-up paddling happening in Baltimore at that time. This was like 2009. So anyway, fast forward two years, back in another corporate job, and was swimming with my triathlon club and doing an open water swim practice in Baltimore. And I saw somebody on a paddleboard and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the thing I saw on the Gilly Islands. So I hopped on the board, went for a paddle and I was teaching boot camp classes at a local gym at the time and spin classes and lots of fitness, not doing any yoga at all. I really wasn't a fan of yoga, but after I was on the board, I just started playing around doing some workouts on the paddleboard and got the idea to teach a boot camp class on the board. So I convinced some friends to come out and try it. And it went really well. Next thing I knew, I was teaching at a fitness conference down in Florida. I was presenting this paddleboard fitness idea. And someone there said, hey, you should go check out this girl who's doing yoga on a paddleboard. This is down in Florida. And being a non-yogi myself, I was like, "Uh, I don't know if I'm interested, but I'll go check it out. And I went and tried it and I realized, oh, I actually do like yoga when I'm outside on the water. It didn't feel like yoga. It felt like an awesome, peaceful experience. And it was also at that time, the person teaching that class had no idea how to paddle. She had no, she was holding her paddle backwards and just had no paddle skills at all. And that was something I was a really strong paddler right from the beginning because of my rowing background. 
So uh, a light bulb went off and I thought, well, I should create some sort of certification and I needed to get trained as a yoga teacher myself. So I went and did my 200 hours, got really into yoga uh, through practicing on the board and one thing led to the next. So you mentioned their certification. So you actually, part of Flowyo is not just you teaching yoga on the stand-up paddle boards, but you actually travel and certify other people so they can teach the classes for you. Yeah, exactly. So that is a big part of Flowyo is certifying yoga teachers. So mostly people who are already teaching land-based yoga that really want to teach something different and want to add more variety to their offerings. So yeah, I travel all around. We've had I've trained over 200 instructors now and all around the world, all around the world. Yep. So I used to work with WPA, which is the world paddle association. Then I worked with ASI for a bit, the Academy of surfing instructors. So leading certifications for them, but now I'm doing it independently under the Floyo brand. So we have our own training manual. It's a two day certification and it goes over everything from water safety, risk management, how to cue and demonstrate poses on a paddleboard, how to sequence a class on the board. It's a really in-depth certification. So we'll get into the yoga part of it a little bit more, but I just want to backtrack and ask about the boot camp on a stand-up <laughs> paddleboard. So I went paddleboarding for the first time just this week and it was with you yep. and the Lulu crew and I loved it and... On the flat, I thought it was, you know, it was quite easy and the balance was there and I really enjoyed it. As soon as we got out to the breakers and the guys were out there surfing, the people were with, I couldn't even stand up. I couldn't even catch a wave kneeling when we are out on the breakers, but I enjoyed it. I was so far out of my comfort zone. The amount of times I did a belly flop and a face plant and Marie and I would look at each other and just crack up laughing. Fun of I absolutely it, yeah. loved it. So I'm just picturing myself doing boot camp. And then I'm picturing myself out there on the paddleboard. I just can't see how it links. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so there's two different types of boot camp classes. One is a combination of land-based and water-based. So that would be if we had a nice beach, we would do some stuff in the sand. And then we'd do paddle drills, different knee paddling, prone paddling, different things to get your heart rate up on the board. But then there's also classes. Sorry, like what? What would the different things be to get your heart rate up? I'm picturing, can you do burpees? You yes, do exactly. So burpees we the, do board wow. burpees for sure. It's not as much jumping as much as it is just planting the hands, stepping back, push up, yep. standing up, reaching up. So we do mountain climbers. We do, you know, all sorts. There's tons, different plyometric stuff that we've made work on a paddleboard. But then also things just like you know, doing, having a little course where we would just paddle as hard as we can around the course one time, come back to the beach, do speed skaters, jump squats, lunges, that sort of thing, and then get back on the board. So it's a lot of on and off the board. But some classes are solely on the water, depending on where I'm teaching it. And those classes are typically anchored, so the board is not floating around. And yeah, I have a whole formula, which my instructors learn, where we go through, it's mostly circuit-based, all well, primarily body weight exercises. We do sometimes take resistance bands out or we'll use the paddle um, to do different exercises. But you'd be surprised how many boot camp sort of moves can be done on a paddleboard. Yeah, well, now you mention it, I'm picturing myself in my mind thinking, oh, yeah, I could have done that the other day. I could have done that on the flat water anchored the other day. Yes, and that <laughs> is also something to note. We don't do boot camp on the ocean. It's on an enclosed flat water location. So, you know, we make sure... There's, there still might be boat wake and there's still going to be wind and different elements, but it's not like you're out in the waves trying to do boot camp. Just the natural challenges. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So before we dive in deeper, Jesse Benson, 
Welcome to Your Life of Impact. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on this. <laughs> it's been awesome to be connected with you. We're sitting here at the Gold Coast in the beautiful suburb of Broadbeach and the ocean is about 300 metres away and there's a beautiful ocean breeze coming through the door and it's actually the time of the Commonwealth Games that we're chatting right now and I can hear the crowds just <laughs> over behind us because we've got the lawn bowls across the road and I believe Australia is doing quite well in the lawn bowls yep. and the crowds are actually crazy. I've, I haven't been to a live lawn bowls event but this crowd is making me want to go over and check it out. Me too. I'm going tomorrow night. Yeah, you've got the tickets to the finals. <laughs> so we've been connected through the abundant Lululemon community uh, because my gorgeous fiance Marie is working for them at the store where you've been working here in at the Gold Coast. I'm in awe of this company, Lululemon. I absolutely love their community ethos and everything that they stand for. So I want to know, what does Lululemon mean to you? Uh, Lululemon, I've been connected with them for several years now and I honestly give them credit partly for where I am today. When I first started Floyo, I quit my corporate job and decided to take a risk and start Floyo. And that was around the time that I was a seasonal educator. So I needed some part-time work just to make sure I had some money coming in to pay the bills. So I took a seasonal educator role at Lululemon in Baltimore, Maryland. This is probably five years ago. And the the first week of work there, you'd go through your orientation and you do your goal setting workshop with them. And that had was completely transformational. I had never done any vision and goal setting before in the past. And when I sat down and really wrote down what I wanted, what I wanted Floyo to be, what I pictured my life to look like in 10 years, that's when I realized like Floyo was it. And that was going to be, Floyo was going to be my vehicle to get to where I wanted my life to be. And so I did my short stint with Lululemon at that time, working at the store in Baltimore. And honestly, when I left, I didn't think I would go back and work for the company again. Retail is not really my thing. And that's the thing with Lululemon though. It's when you work for them, you're not really doing retail. It's so much more. It's connecting with the community and it's connecting with every single person that walks in the store. And so, yeah, but when I left, I didn't think I'd go back to working with the company, but here I am and I'm now living in Australia and was working for them again in a seasonal position. And really I went back to them because of how much they've helped me and helped me grow as a person. And I wanted to create some awesome connections here in Australia. And they were the first brand that I thought of to help me do that. So Now, this isn't a plug for Lululemon, by the way. They're not <laughs> yeah. sponsoring this episode. But I will dive into it more because from a business perspective, so you're in business, Floyo is a company, and you have your Baltimore stand-up paddleboarding business. Yep. And what I see and love about Lulu and what I can see that helps with you is not just their support of a job but their com and their community ethos but what you said there around all that personal development and that's what I love about them when you look at them as a company and you know they don't really advertise at all but the way that they support their staff you guys as the yeah. educators and the guests that walk through the door it's just it's not like your typical approach to business so right. do you learn things like that from them too and do you take that into the way that you treat your staff absolutely yeah one of the things that i offer anybody that's done the floyo teacher training is goal setting workshops because it's just been so powerful in my own life and so i've taken that and even on my retreats too we do a lot of goal setting on my floyo retreats um 
what are some of your big audacious goals? Hmm. Um, well, one of the reasons that you and I got connected is because I have this curiosity in creating a podcast. And so I think that that's one of the big things that I want to work on in these next couple months is creating a podcast. Also building the Floyo tribe is something that I really want to focus on. So what that means is having stronger connections with all the people that I've certified, with the people that have gone on retreats, like really keeping that community tight knit and making sure people stay connected. Um, another goal of mine is the success school that I've created. So that's something that I'm really passionate about. So once people get certified through Floyo, I want them to be able to continue to grow personally, so personal development, as well as grow as an instructor. So as a stand-up paddleboard instructor, as a yoga instructor. So I've created something called the Floyo Success School, which anybody can join, whether or not you've gone through the Floyo training, but it's a resource for people to continue to grow as stand-up paddle yoga instructors. So that's something that I'm really focused on. And then my last goal is building my retreats. So I've been leading retreats for a couple of years now, and it started off as me you know, traveling and then realizing, well, I wanna share these experiences I'm having, so I'm gonna invite some friends to come with me. And then I've realized that people are, like their lives are being impacted by these trips and by these retreats and experiences. And I'm bringing a group of strangers together who then go back home and they quit their jobs or they make major life changes, which has been super inspiring to me. So I wanna continue to create really unique retreat experiences. Tell me a little bit more about that. What makes them unique and what's in your mind around unique retreats yeah. and experiences? Um, what makes my retreats different? Because there's a lot of yoga retreats out there. Pretty much every yoga teacher I know is leading retreats. Mine are different because I really connect people with wherever we are, with the culture, with the community. When I, That's how I travel. When I first did my first couple trips backpacking, so I did three months in South America, bought a one-way ticket to Ecuador and just couch surfed my way through South America. And then I did the same thing in Southeast Asia. And the reason I couch surfed wasn't because I didn't have any money and wanted a free place to stay. It was because of the connections I made with locals. And it was unlike anything I had ever experienced in any travels previously because I was staying and living like a local. And there's just, there's no better way to explore a new city, a new country, a new continent, whatever it may be. And so I decided when I leave my retreats, like we're gonna have those experiences. We might not be staying with a local, but we're gonna live like a local. I'm gonna take them to places that the typical tourist does not go to. So we really get off the beaten path and I always connect my groups with locals and local experiences. Brilliant, there's no better way to travel and that's Marie and I, we traveled South America and we stayed, we weren't couch surfing, <laughs> but we stayed at Airbnbs yep. everywhere we went. We stayed at no hotels, no hostels because we were staying with the locals and then they want you to have a good time. So you ask them, what do you guys do? Where do the locals go? We don't want to go where the tourists go. Tell us about the secrets. And that it was an amazing way to experience it. Even when we travel around Australia, we'll always stay at Airbnbs for that reason and we connect with the hosts or the owners of the places. Yeah. So I can see how that works in with uh, a unique retreat experience. Yep. I actually want to come to Nicaragua and yeah. uh, get that local experience now <laughs> just hearing you talk about it in that way. What are some of your biggest challenges in, in business? Hmm. 
biggest challenges there's always challenges we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen and a lot of people obviously the way that we see the world or well, i see the world expanding and evolving really is lots of people like yourself that think laterally create a paradigm shift and i see your the way that you live your life and your business aspects that you can take it with you everywhere you go yeah obviously there's a lot of travel and there's some amazing things but just from a business perspective some of the challenges yeah well one of the things that i think i've always struggled with is like picking one thing because i always have ideas as i think any entrepreneur like there's just there's constantly ideas in my head and new things popping in every day, but staying focused and really staying on task um, and not, you know, I want to keep thinking big and, you know, challenging myself in that way, but also staying focused on, you know, what task is at hand. So that's one thing. Another challenge for me, and this might be more personal, but sort of trying to figure out where I want to be, like actually demographic wise too. Um, I've been moving around quite a bit over the last year, couple years, and I always end up going back home, which is Baltimore, but really trying to figure out where I want to make my home. Um, is that Baltimore or is that somewhere else in the world? And so that might seem like an odd thing to say as a challenge with my business, but it does affect my business, especially owning you know, a more international brand, which is Floyo, but then a localized brand, which is Baltimore SUP, Be More Sup, and sort of trying to figure out if I want to keep that Baltimore-based brand or if I want to be able to be more, you know, being able to be anywhere I want in the world, which is focusing on Floyo more. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I, I love to hear that unpacked and that yeah. honesty and that vulnerability within that because... I think the other part of it too is that a lot of people might see the way that you travel and you work and think, oh, just living the dream life and just pack up yeah. and go wherever you want, wherever, whenever you want. But I understand that you, the choices that you would make and the locations that you go to would be around that business and understanding yeah. that there would be some challenges like that. Yeah, and I think people often, you know, I try to show the reality on my social media and whatnot, but people think like, oh, you're just going to these beautiful sunny locations and you're teaching a couple flow yoga classes and then laying on the beach or lounging by the pool or whatever. And I make sure that I have enough time in my day to have an hour to enjoy on the beach or whatever. But it's also, you know, trying to work every day while you're traveling it, there's challenges to that too and trying to hold yourself accountable and stay on task and you know there's no one checking in with me and saying hey did you get your work done today so it's really you know up to me how much uh, how much progress i'm going to make and how i'm going to grow this brand and that obviously is easier to connect with when you understand yourself better and you yeah. come from a place of your values and like you said the stuff you've done with lululemon around your visions and goals mm -hmm. so yes you could say oh i've got a couple of days where i don't have anything booked in i can just chill out and relax or you think now hang on what's the bigger term vision here right where can i plant some seeds and where can i nourish the online community and the mm -hmm. other things that you've got set up there what about, and you mentioned it there a little bit before, but about around life challenges. 
So I asked you about the business challenges and you did make a little mention, but what are some life challenges that you feel like you can uh, shed some light on? Mm, life challenges. Uh, for me, it goes back to like figuring out where to settle, I think. And I'm in this constant struggle of wanting to be by my family. I'm really, really close with my mom and dad and brother and sister and all my nieces and nephews. And I really want to be with them, but I also know that Baltimore is not the place where I thrive. I don't feel as happy as I want to feel when I'm in Baltimore. I don't feel as energized, as motivated. There's just something, Baltimore is not my place, but it's where my entire family is. So that's a huge life challenge right now, is trying to navigate that. Like, how do I stay super close with my family when I know that I don't want to live in that city. So that's a huge thing in my life right now. I can yeah. completely understand that. I grew up in Cobar, which is a long <laughs> way from anywhere that I want to live. I love my family and my friends yeah. and I love going back for a visit, but to, to live there, it just doesn't nourish my soul with everything that I want to do. So I can completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> so... You mentioned there too about, you know, on social media, you might, people might say you're at the beach and chilling out and by the pool at resorts. How has today panned out for you? It's almost, we met up at one o'clock during the day, but how, what's your mornings look like? Yeah, uh, mornings are my productive time. I really strongly believe in having like a good solid morning routine. I've just... Um, a nicer person if I start my day with a workout. So that always happens. I actually taught, I was up at 4.15 this morning and taught a 5.30 a.m. spin class and then came back here, made a really healthy breakfast, went out to the beach, did a little walk, a little quiet meditation sort of walk, and then headed over to the Lululemon athlete's house and did a full yoga practice, took a client out on the water for a private paddle, so that was awesome. And then came back to the house, had a couple of calls for an event that I'm planning this weekend at Inspire Cycle. And now here I am with you. So that's like a pretty typical, my mornings are busy but productive. And yeah, and then I have the rest of the day where I need to catch up on emails and do things for the business. So you mentioned meditation there too. What, why, how did you get into that? Is that part of your yoga training? And then also why is meditation important to you personally? Yeah, I can't say that I have like a regular meditation practice, but it's something that I'm constantly trying to work into my daily life. And I think one of the things for a while I thought to meditate, you had to like sit quietly on the floor and be in silence and that doesn't work with my life. But I've realized paddling is my form of meditation. Walking on the beach is my form of meditation. Really? So yeah, that's something I do try to do every day, whether it be on the water, on the beach or just walking, you know, in the grass or just trying to be quiet and give myself, whether it's five minutes or 30 minutes, giving myself that time each day to just reflect to let my mind clear out it's just it it's really important and sometimes it's journaling too like that can be a form of meditation for me I have a gratitude journal that I try to write in every morning and every night and so it's all yeah part of my daily practices to 
stay in touch with me, with myself and just, yeah, being present each day. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to wrap it up actually is being present and to hear you say that the walk on the beach or the stand-up paddleboarding is your form of meditation because meditation for a lot of people can mean different things and I think there's a bit of a stigma for some people as well that they won't actually explore that. Yeah. And the way that I teach people because meditation didn't work for me for a long time either and I just couldn't work it out. And I know you're a fan of Lewis Howe's podcast. We've both had this discussion and that's why I started meditating because I realized 80 to 90% of his guests, they would meditate. And I thought these are highly successful and influential, inspirational humans around the globe and 80 to 90% of them meditate. There must be something in this. Hmm. But in terms of meditation for me, I actually do standing 95% of the time as opposed to sitting. Yeah. And I incorporate uh, breathing is a big aspect of it. So I do a lot of breathing meditations and it's more around coherence as opposed to relaxation. Yeah. And then I'll finish off with my visualizations, my mantras and my anchoring or my triggers as well. So really bringing it into that. But I just, I'm really intrigued by different people's forms of meditation. And I like to share that so people can understand, you know, you've got to work out what works for you. Yep. And yeah, sometimes like I don't always practice yoga every single day, but some days if I don't, you know, go for my meditation paddle or my meditation walk, I'll just put my towel down on the beach and just move and give myself 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And it's just a moving meditation. And I don't have any plan of what poses I'm going to do. I just let my body sort of move through it. And that some days is what I need mentally and physically. So it just depends on the day where I am. I just realized too, I wasn't even getting to this point, but the, the Lululemon, uh, this is yoga (laughs) it's all the yoga off the mat (laughs) essentially what we're talking about right now so you're leaving us in a few days to head back to america back to baltimore what's happening on this journey on my journey back to the u.s yeah are you just going to baltimore are you detouring the gilly islands or anywhere (laughs) like that to Uh, yeah no i'm going straight back to baltimore i do have a business there i own a house there so i'm gonna be there based there for the whole summer our summer and I'm looking forward to that because I'll get to spend time with my family and I've got a really great business and a lot of cool things happening in Baltimore but to be honest once the summer wraps up there which is end of September I don't know what's next and that's pretty exciting sort of sort of scary but for the most part exciting Um, I've actually recently decided that I'm going to sell my house in Baltimore So that was a big decision, but it's also sort of like, all right, well, then I'm going to officially not be tied down to Baltimore. So what does that mean? And I don't know what that means. So over the next couple months, hopefully I'll figure that out. But I've like committed to just going to Baltimore, being completely present and really enjoying my time with my family while I'm there this summer. Do you have any fears about (laughs) this part of the journey? Oh, yes. There's always fear. Um... Yeah, <laughs> just fear. Well, I'll be honest. I I do want to settle down in terms of relationships, starting a family at some point. And my biggest fear is that that's not going to happen because I'm constantly on the go and heading somewhere new and not staying in one place. That's the beauty of the relationship <laughs> that does happen. At least it will fit with your life yeah. as opposed to staying in that house and being grounded and thinking that that's what's going to work because I could see there that that would uh, not work well with your soul and your mind yeah. for very long. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. So it, before you 
I want to know what was what was your experience like with the Australian culture mm. in terms of personally and in terms of business? Ah, that's so good. Um, so I studied abroad in Australia in 2006 at University of Sydney. And when I was... What did uh, you study, sorry? Um, well, it's funny. I was actually studying Australian studies. So I was at a university in Florida. Uh, my major was communications and sociology, but I have a minor in Australian studies. It's basically just a way to come to Australia for six months. Brilliant. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I was at University of Sydney learning about Australian history, culture, flora and fauna, environmental science, all sorts of things. But what I learned mostly about was the lifestyle of Australians and I loved it. I remember I was living with a host family and I would come down like getting ready for school on a random you know, Wednesday and my host dad would be like hanging out, having coffee at the table. He's normally would have been at work by 7 a.m. and I'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, have you looked outside? It's beautiful, I'm going for a surf. I'm like, what about work? He's like, yeah, I'll go in late. And I was like, oh my God, this place is amazing. Like <laughs> people just really know how to enjoy every single day. And that like was mind blowing to me because where I came from, like you just don't get outside as much as you should. And people are just so work oriented. And so I knew right away, like I wanted to come back and live here. And that was 12 years ago. I actually made a promise to myself that I would come back to Australia within 10 years and live here. And it was coming up on 10 years and that's la that was last year and I bought a ticket because I was like, all right, I said 10 years, so I'm gonna go. And that was the first time I came to the Gold Coast. And as soon as I got here, I was like, all right, this is where I wanna be. Because of the lifestyle, again, everybody is so fit and active and outside constantly. Like the amount of people out on the beach at 5 a.m., it was mind blowing to me. Like everybody doing a workout or running or yoga like boxing in the park like everyone was outside and fit and there were juice shops and everything you know on every corner so that's what really drew me here um, and then it's been interesting now being here for six months I've been here since November and trying to launch my business here that was a whole nother journey because I've realized that that laid-back lifestyle that you know, let's go surf instead of going to work, like that affects how you do business with people. And so I came not, I didn't bring any boards. Um, I came planning to launch Floyo here and work with board companies. So I've worked with a couple different people that own the boards and I've just learned that their business ethics or their, I don't know, they have a different work ethic for sure. And so it was really challenging, like trying to get them to help me with the marketing of the classes. And back at home, I own my own SUP school. So, and I know how much work it takes to get those classes filled. And it, I mean, you have to be constantly on it with the social media and the e-blasts and partnering with local yoga studios and trying to get my board partners here to be, to have that same level of commitment was a struggle, so. <laughs> I can understand that in regards to uh, the stand-up paddleboarding aspect mm. and, and hearing you talk about there is so much back-end work and connecting that you need yeah. to do to, to make that work. And you mentioned there that you teach spin classes and I just remember before we were talking about it that 
I'm going to my second ever spin class in two days. <laughs> Marie and I are going. It's your uh, farewell spin class. What am I in for? Ooh, you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, bit of a spin class party, isn't it? We're going to have kombucha afterwards, the, the kombucha huge, combi van I yes. just heard about. So it's a dance party on the bike uh, for sure. It's really fun. But I, my spin classes are I like to think of them as inspirational. Like I use it as an opportunity to inspire people to really push themselves, to push themselves out of their comfort zone, whether that means, you know, adding on extra resistance or just, you know, trying something they've never done. So yeah, it's fun. There's going to be crazy lights and really loud music, but it's, you're also going to leave the class feeling really strong, really inspired and ready to take on the world i tell you what it'd probably be more out of my comfort zone if we were doing the dance party bit without the bike the <laughs> dance party on the bike suits me i'm not a very good dancer so i can hide behind the pedals and increase we'll see the about resistance. that because i might have a couple surprises with those dance <laughs> moves on the bike <laughs> <laughs> oh classic i'm looking forward to it jess i've got a couple of questions that i ask all my guests and i wanted to know from you if you could spend time with any mentor of yours in the world who would it be and how would you want to spend that time? And this doesn't have to be a mentor that you've got at the moment or a mentor that you've had. Maybe it's someone inspirational, influential that you would want to spend time with. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you the first person that comes to mind. I don't know if you'll know him. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> so my family is, they're all huge parrot heads. We love Jimmy Buffett. I've been going to Jimmy Buffett concerts since I was a little kid. And they, my parents were just at a Jimmy Buffett concert in Baltimore two weekends ago uh, with their grandkids. So it's been you know generations of. But the reason I say Jimmy Buffett, well, first of all, what I'd want to do with him, paddle, of course. Uh, he's a huge stand-up paddler. He's a surfer. He's just an all-around awesome guy who I would love to meet. But also, he's created a freaking empire, like his Margaritaville. He started with, obviously, being an artist and a performer and doing shows all around the world, but then creating the Margaritaville chain of restaurants, and now he has a whole brand of alcohol he makes beer and rum and now he's opening a casino like it's crazy what he's done and I read one time that he wanted Margaritaville to be a feeling and not a place and that really resonated with me you know I want Floyo to be an experience not just a class not a yoga class and so yeah I just would love to paddle with him and ask him you know how he's gotten to where he is and get him to experience the floyo experience i'm just picturing jimmy buffett doing burpees on the stand-up paddleboard <laughs> i can totally see him doing burpees on the paddleboard he's badass <laughs> <laughs> if this happens i definitely want to see footage of jimmy buffett doing burpees on the it's going to happen board. he's going to be on the chesapeake bay he, he said this at the concert in baltimore in june okay. he's picking up a new boat and that is right so in my backyard. this is a big audacious goal that you didn't mention earlier. This, <laughs> this is, is seeping it. out now. All right. It's out. It's out there. Jimmy Buffett. And See so at the time of this recording, it's early April. So by then there might be a podcast and we might hear Jimmy Buffett on the podcast of yes. yours as well. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now I'm all about action and I pride this podcast on giving valuable, actionable steps to people to be able to take away after they listen. So... Want to know from you, what specific advice can you give to the listeners on what action they can take to become more impactful in their lives and in their communities? 
what action they can take. Something that I practice is I mentioned having a gratitude journal. And so that's like my biggest piece of advice is practicing gratitude every single day. You don't have to write it down, but just waking up and thinking of something that you're grateful for because that has really transformed my life. You know, just being grateful for every little thing that I get to experience, every person I meet. When you feel grateful, you share that with others and you impact others in ways that you don't even realize. So that's the first one. And then the second one is just to get outside. Obviously, I love to be on the water. That's not everybody's thing. But I think that we can all benefit from being outside more and making time for that, building it into your schedule, whether it be biking to work, walking to work, or just sitting outside on your lunch break. Uh, Just get outside more. Brilliant. And Listeners of the podcast know that I'm addicted to gratitude yeah. and I say three things every morning that I'm most grateful for. I My voice message, if you ever try and call me that you know, I don't answer, that asks you have to leave what you're most grateful for if you oh, want me to get back awesome. to you. I'm going to steal that. And I often, I have a bit of fun with it actually. You might like this one. When you have to ring places like phone companies or credit cards and you, you know mm. people helping you out, these great assistants helping you out and at the end they always say when they fix my problems, and they say, uh, is there anything else I can help you with? And I always say, yeah, if you could tell me what you're most grateful for, that would be awesome. And it catches them off guard. And then you just let them have a bit of fun with it and get it out. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, thank you so much. You made my day. And I think oh, well, I all you did it. was express what you're grateful for. And there's yeah. there's actually a lot of study around the power of gratitude. So I, can, yes. I love that that's uh, very good actionable advice. So two-part question here, where can we learn more about you? So social media, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're most active. And how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Um, Okay, where to find me? On Instagram, Facebook, uh, you can follow Floyo Fit or Culturally Fit. So I have two different, a business page and then a personal page. And I like to share all my travels and adventures on there. How can you help me? If anyone out there knows Jimmy Buffett, uh, yeah, <laughs> <the big laughs> number one thing be. I need, I think, just support um, and yeah, following along my journey, whether that be connecting on social media or if I'm ever, you know, in your neck of the woods and just connecting, having a coffee, a chat, and telling you what they're most grateful for. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So. I come from a very values-based approach in life and one of my top core values is giving and I like to give all my guests a gift for coming on to the show for giving your abundance of value and time. So Jess, I want to give you a gift of a place in my mental strength training online program so the next one kicks off in about three or four weeks from now and the beauty of it is you can do it from anywhere in the world so whether you're in baltimore or in the gilly islands or wherever you might be over that's amazing thank you my absolute pleasure there's a lot of things that i know you'll resonate a lot with from your yoga training the things you've done with lululemon and then i believe that it'll, it'll help enhance all of that so i'm excited to have you as part of that community cool so thank you for coming on before we finish up is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners or anything you'd like to ask me well i'd just like to say that i'm so thankful to be here and i i saw you in lululemon the other day and i said hey can we sit down because i sort of want to start a podcast and 
I never, ever expected you to ask me to be on the podcast. So thank you. That was a huge surprise and honor. So yeah, I just want to say thank you for that. And with that idea in mind, like just telling listeners to don't be afraid to ask people, ask people for help, ask people for support, ask people for accountability. Like if you have a goal or something that you're working towards, ask your neighbor or someone to keep you on track or to help you when you need help. So yeah, that's the last thing I want to say. (laughs) Jess, you're a legend. You're a genuine and beautiful example of living congruently and true to yourself. Keep shining your soulful light to the world. Thank you. There she is, living the life. Make sure you check out Jessie on Facebook and Instagram. It's at culturally fit or at flowyo fit and follow her epic journey. Or if you want to find out about her unique retreats or become a qualified flowyo instructor, be sure to reach out. Who knows, you might even get to teach people like Jimmy Buffett how to do burpees on a stand-up paddleboard. (laughs) You'll also find the links to the Mental Strength Training online program in the show notes to this episode, and it's all at yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash coaching. Thanks again for listening, legends, and engaging in this community, and please remember to share this episode with anyone you believe will gain value from it. And as always, remember... This is your life journey, your life of impact.